Hi, welcome to the Micro Moments Podcast. My name is Brian Weschler, your host, and I want you to discover how to make the most of your moments. You see, our life is a compilation of thousands of micro moments, from the good ones to the bad ones, from the ones that break us to the ones that make us. And in this show, we will explore and discover how to be aware of them, leverage them, and learn from them so that hopefully in one moment in the future, we will be thankful that we did. Hey, it's Brian. I am so glad uh, that you're here at the Micro Moments podcast. I am so excited about this episode uh, because it just fits into this idea of micro moments and in, in our life and our lifespan and how to make it count and how to find our purpose. You know, I ran into this article from Harvard on this study that they did over, that they're doing over the course of the last 80 years. Holy moly. It started in the 1930s and it ha- it, now it has its fourth director in the 2000s. And basically what they did is they they gathered a group of 724 men a lot of them were from Harvard College back in that day. And then they, they grabbed another handful or multiple handfuls of, of gentlemen that were for, from more from the, the rougher neighborhoods of, of Boston, Massachusetts. And the goal of this study was to see how do people find happiness and health over the course of their lifespan? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we can peel back the curtain and see someone's life unfold over the course of their life, their lifetime, over the, the, the course of their lifespan. What if we can see and, and study people from their teenage years, middle school, hello, man, I don't want anyone studying me in middle school, that wasn't good, um, all the way till their 90s, seeing someone's life from their teenage years to their 90s and what the ebbs and flows and what really brings true joy and true happiness and long lasting, if I may add. And so they started this study year in and year out where they would send them uh, questions. And this study wasn't just uh, a questionnaire or a survey on on Google Docs. They would take blood sample. They would um, sit down in their living rooms. They eventually would talk to their wives and their children and they would get medical records and they would do brain scans to really see what life was about for these, for these gentlemen. And what they started to realize is that it came down to a specific thing that brought true joy and that brought true happiness. It was the clearest message of this study. And what they started finding out about these diverse men that really brought true happiness and true joy wasn't fame and wasn't money, which in part of their surveys, many millennials said that that's what they were looking to achieve, to make a lot of money and to be be famous. But the clearest message of this study, if you break through all the mud, if you break through all the, the plethora of things in life and money and fame and social status and work and degrees and, and, and all the above, the clearest message that they got from 700 men and only about 
30 or 40 are still living today in their, in their 90s was that good relationships keep us healthier and happier. And here are the three points that they learned. The first one was that social relationships are good for us, are essential for us, and that loneliness, that loneliness kills us. That loneliness acts as a toxic enemy in our life. And unfortunately, they say that about one to five people in the United States claim that they feel lonely. And loneliness doesn't mean that you're by yourself and that you have no friends. You can be lonely among a crowd. You can be lonely in a relationship. You can be lonely in a marriage. But that good, warm relationships keep us happier and keep us healthier. Number two, the second thing that they learn is that it's not just the amount of quantity of friends or relationships that we have, but it's the quality of our closest relationships. Wow, that, that's huge. It's not, it's not that I'm the most uh, likable person. It's not that I have you know, a million friends. It's not that I know everyone at the social club, at the golf course, at the golf club, at church, at work. No, it's, it's when we analyze the quality of the relationships that are most closest to us, that is what brings us the most happiness and the most health. You know, I love when I was listening to this talk on, on TED Talk, uh, the gentleman that was giving the speech from Harvard, the director said that the folks from the, you know, the rougher neighborhoods that were studied over the course of their lifetime, every year they would ask, why do you guys still care about our lives? We're pretty... We're pretty boring people, which is kind of funny for them to say. But the gentleman that was giving the speech said that the Harvard folks, they never asked that question. So apparently they probably felt like their lives were very interesting. But I love this. I love this. Relationships, relationships, relationships is the key, is the core of a happier and a healthier life. And before I move on to the third point, that doesn't mean, and he alludes it to it in, in his TED Talk, this doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that your relationship needs to be on unicorn status, that it's going to be daisies and roses all day long. That doesn't mean it. That's not reality. We're, we're human beings. We're flawed. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to go off the beaten path sometimes. But are we leaning into the closest relationships? Are we... Are we being gracious? Are we being forgiven? Are we making an effort? Are we leaning into the closest relationships in our life and the closest, the relationships that matter to us most? Are we aware of them? Are we aware of others? Are we aware of how they're doing? Are we leaning in? Are we leaning into the relationships that matter most to us? And the third thing that they learned from this amazing study, almost 80 years in the making, is that good and healthy relationships not only are good for our physical bodies, but they're also good for our mind and our brains. In their study, as they studied uh, a whole bunch of the 80-year-olds in this study, the 80-year-olds that felt in the most warm relationships with their spouse or their closest relationships showed from, from brain scans, I believe, that they had better cognition and better memory versus the ones that didn't have 
as close as relationships um, in their 80s. How powerful that our physiology, our physiology and our biology responds to the quality, the quality of our relationships. So I, I you know, I need to add, you know, you, you're, you're listening to this and, and, you know, I don't know, I don't, I, I may know you very well. I may not have ever talked to you and from living, you know, a few years in life, I, you may be feeling fantastic right now. You may feel like you have the best relationships, the closest relationships, and you're feeling really good. And you know what? I'm so happy for you. And I hope you can continue that and cultivate it and maybe add over time some other close relationships. But today you may be feeling a little bit more uh, lonely. You may feel like you don't have that, those quality relationships. You may not feel those warm relationships. You know, I don't have, I'll be honest, I don't have a perfect answer for you right here, right now. But what I do want to provide is that there is hope. That you can have, even if it's one quality warm relationship maybe it's someone in your family or maybe maybe things aren't so warm and fuzzy with your family but maybe maybe there's someone out there a friend that you can cultivate maybe you you've had them in mind well i love you know how they close this 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 talk out is is you know again like i said earlier how do how are we going to lean in you know how can we turn screen time to in-person time you know maybe send that person a note maybe invite them for coffee or for lunch maybe make that phone call that you've been thinking about making or shooting the text you know a lot of times you know loneliness we can take steps out of our loneliness i know when i have felt lonely in my life and i've had those times in my life where i felt i felt lonely it's easy to get into a pity party or the victim uh, mentality. But when I reached out, when I initiated and, and communicated my needs, communicated how I felt, that's where things started to uh, turn the corner. So if you're there today, I am fully understanding. I'm fully empathetic. And I hope that the right people, the right relationships will come into your life where you will feel connected, whether it's with your family or with your friends, because based off this study, the clearest message that they got from an 80-year-old study is that good relationships, good relationships keep us happier and healthier. And they're one of the most important things in your life and in my life. And I'll wrap it up with a quote from Mark Twain. And it says that there isn't time there isn't time so brief is life for bickerings, apologies, heartburnings, callings to account. There, there is only time for loving and but an instant. So to speak for that. There isn't time so brief as life for bickerings and apologies, heartburnings, callings to account. There is only time for loving but an instant. So to speak for that. So part of having a purposeful life to being aware of the moments in our life, the power of our life, to look back and say and, and, and see our life unfold and, and to remember what mattered most. It comes down to relationships, relationships, relationships. So how can we be aware of others? How can we cultivate? 
our relationships? How can we lean in? How can we go the extra mile? How can we put the effort to make someone else feel like they're connected and also so that we feel connected? I'm so grateful that you're here listening to this episode, episode 41 of the Micro Moments podcast, where where the goal is that we become aware, we become aware and understand of these micro moments in our life. And one of these micro moments are these little key pieces in our relationships where we can move the ball forward, where we can be aware and explore and discover these relationships in our life. And it's never this tsunami of a phone call. It's never this tsunami of a conversation. It's always the micro conversations. It's always the micro calls. It's always the little things that over time make the biggest impact. And I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for us. So thanks again for listening to the Micro Moments podcast. I invite you to sign up for our email newsletter that comes out once a week. The link is in the show notes. I send a three-minute email on Sundays to inspire you to have a purposeful week with one idea, one question, and one quote. And if you're new here, we launch our Micro Moments podcast episodes every Saturday. Um, So I'm so glad that you're here. If there's anything that I can do for you, please feel free to reach out. You can send us, uh, you can send me a direct message on Instagram or shoot us an email at micromomentspodcast at gmail.com. I'm wishing you the best. I hope that you continue to cultivate the most important relationships of your life. And I can't wait to talk to you next week on the next episode of the Micro Moments Podcast. Take care.